everyone, welcome back to another episode of On The Mix. Today, I thought I would diverge slightly from what I usually talk about and talk about the soundtrack to a film. Now, this film in particular is one that is near and dear to my heart because I love the book so much. Um, Obviously, as you can tell by the title and the description of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about Into the Wild. Now, if for some reason you haven't heard about Into the Wild, you haven't read the book, or you haven't watched the film, I highly suggest you do because it's based on a true story. Now, I was inspired to talk about this this week because I was reminded about the story of Into the Wild, right? Um, Just to give some brief context and background into what Into the Wild is about. It's about the story, it's a true story, of a man named Chris McCandless, and this took place in the uh, late 80s, early 90s um, type of situation. And he came from an affluent family, let's just say, Um, but he was jaded and disillusioned from the life that his family was expected him to live, and he wasn't a fan of those specific expectations. He didn't want to be following in the footsteps of his rich family. And then also he learned some things about his father and um, and things like that, where he didn't want to be a part of mainstream society anymore. He wanted to find deeper meaning and purpose out in nature and outside of just what we would consider the normal niceties of society. He wanted to get rid of everything. Um, So he graduated college in 1990, and at this point in time, he didn't tell anyone where he was going. He just simply withdrew all of his money from his bank. He gave it away to charity, and then he left with his car and minimal belongings, and he took the car as far as the car would allow him to go until it ran out of gas, and then he ditched the car, and then he walked. He hitchhiked. His plan was to go and live for a period of time, not permanently, but live for a period of time out in the Alaskan wilderness to see what it was all about. You know, he loved reading, he loved literature, he loved nature, um, and those aspects of society. He was a free spirit, he was a wanderluster, and so he took to you know, having this idealized version, I guess, of what living out in the wilderness would be like. He thought it was peaceful and he wanted to gain some solitude and to find real purpose and meaning in life away from what we would have maybe placed as normal, normal things. Again, he came from an affluent family, so he was expected to get a good job, you know, get married, have children and have a good paying job and, you know, make lots of money and be popular and, you know, rise the social ladders and things like that, you know, but that's not what Chris wanted for himself. So basically, to make the long story short, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's not really a spoiler because it's a true story. And John Krakauer's adaptation of Into the Wild, the book version, literally, it says his fate on the front of the book. So it's not a spoiler. Chris does go to the Alaskan wilderness after some time of uh, meeting people, right? He goes on his own. He finds an abandoned bus. He lives in this bus for a period of time. And then he ends up passing away due to starvation in the bus. And then he was found roughly like three weeks later, I think it was the time frame, by uh, random uh, hitchhikers or hikers, if you will. So that's essentially the Cliff Notes version of Into the Wild. If you're a book reader, read the book. If you're a movie person, watch the film. It tells the same story. But today we're going to be talking about the film version. Now, Sean Penn directed Into the Wild, which he's great. Sean Penn actually has a lot of great directing 
credits under his belt. So he's a really good director in his own right. And he decided to tell the story because it was very compelling. Now, this was taking place around 2007. And Sean Penn was thinking about the soundtrack for the film. You know, who would be the perfect person, musician to tell Chris's story? You know, because music can be kind of the window to the soul into a person, especially if it's for a film. Obviously, a lot of the songs and the lyrical content of those songs can reflect like the the protagonist's internal struggles or battles and things like that. So Sean really wanted to think like, hmm, who could be the perfect a musician to tell the story of Chris McCandless? And he thought Eddie Vedder was the perfect choice. Now, the soundtrack to the film Into the Wild was actually Eddie Vedder's debut solo album. It wasn't released under Pearl Jam. It was released under Eddie Vedder, and that was considered his solo studio album. It was his first one. And it was released in September the 18th of 2007. So this was his debut. Um, and people absolutely loved the soundtrack because it was stripped down. Eddie Vedder, we know, can do grunge. He can do kind of like alternative rock style. He can do, you know, some really crazy things with his voice. But also his voice can lend to a lot more of a subdued, softer side where if you just put him in front of an acoustic guitar or ukulele, it, it's even better because his voice kind of pulls at your heartstrings. You know, if you, for example, have seen the MTV Unplugged show of Pearl Jam, it's the same concept. So Eddie Vedder can do it and Sean Penn knew that he could do it because Sean actually worked with Eddie in the past with two movies that Sean did. Particularly, he did two songs for the soundtrack to the 1995 film Dead Man Walking, and he did a cover of The Beatles' You've Got to Hide Your Love Away for the soundtrack to the film I Am Sam. So those were the two that um, Eddie did for Sean. So Sean already knew Eddie could do this. Sean had already worked with Eddie before. It just kind of fell into place. Um, and I think Eddie Vedder is the only one that could really do justice to Chris McCandless and his story in terms of songwriting and in terms of speaking uh, on behalf of Chris, kind of in a way, because um, Eddie Vedder is very sensitive to certain topics. You know, Eddie Vedder's life has been quite up and down and turbulent, and Eddie himself understands a lot of those internal struggles that Chris faced. So it was kind of uncanny. Eddie would mention the resemblance he saw to Chris and himself, which is why he would go on to say that the process for doing the soundtrack could have been and was at times difficult because he could picture himself correlating with Chris and his story and his viewpoint. Um, but at the same time, you know, he actually found it quite easy to give a lot of these songs for the soundtrack. But let's just kind of dive deep into the intricacies of it all. So the songs for the film were recorded in 2007 at Studio X in Seattle, Washington. Eddie worked with producer Adam Casper, and Adam had previously worked with Pearl Jam in their 2002 album Riot Act and with their 2006 album that's self-titled Pearl Jam. So Adam and Eddie already worked magic together, so it makes sense. It's not like Eddie was working with a, a producer that he wasn't familiar with. Like, no, this was easy breezy. You know, everyone already knew everybody. So it was perfect. The album was also mixed by Eddie and Adam together. So Sean created a rough cut of Into the Wild before it would obviously be completed uh, with the final edits. Uh, so Eddie 
got a viewing of this rough cut of Into the Wild. And with that, he quickly went to work with writing songs for the film, um, you know, based around the story and the plot and everything like that. After only three days, he gave Sean a wide range of material to work with, saying, this is what I came up with. Can you use any of this? Well, Sean placed into the film what Eddie had given him, all of it, and he needed more. So Eddie was like, okay, and he went back to work on more material that could be added to the film as well. Eddie was actually very happy that Sean gave him a lot of freedom to work with this film because I... I think when it comes down to a film like this, when you're telling the story of a real life person, you you have to have some sensitivities about the material of the songs that you're recording, right? And it's nice that Sean gave him the freedom to kind of explore all the possibilities of how could we tell Chris's story as accurately as possible and also portray him to be just a regular run-of-the-mill person that had dreams and thoughts and wishes and hopes and aspirations like every one of us, you know. Um, I guess Chris McCandless and his story has sort of become maybe idolized by a lot of people. Um, and so I think maybe Eddie and Sean wanted to strip all of that away and just kind of leave you with this is Chris McCandless, a man and his story for peace. I think that's kind of what it was there. Eddie also added by saying the biggest thing was trust, which was just kind of unspoken. He also said that having to write songs based on this narrative of obviously Chris and his story made things simple for him. He said there were fewer choices. The story was there and the scenes were there so he could have an easier time of trying to craft a song instead of if it was just kind of open-ended and leaving Eddie to kind of wonder like, what should I do? It made things a lot easier for him. Eddie said that the songwriting process grew as Sean would ask him for more material. So Eddie would go for three days and would write stuff and then he would give Sean whatever he had to work with and it would be added into the film. Eddie described the recording process as a factory and he said, I'd just sit in the chair and they'd hand me a fretless bass and they'd hand me a mandolin and they'd take a second to do the rough mix and then I'd write the vocal. It was just quick. So it literally came together in no time at all. And like I mentioned before, where Eddie kind of saw some correlation between him and Chris McCandless, he would go on to say during the recording sessions for this soundtrack, he said, it was like I kind of went into some weird space for a week or two, and then I woke up out of this daze and it was done. I don't really remember it. It was startling how easy it was for me to get into his head. I found it to be uncomfortable how easy it was because I thought I'd grown up. So basically what he's meaning to say there is Eddie had suffered a lot in his life too in his youth and childhood with, you know, feeling rejected from his family in a lot of aspects and feeling like a loner and wanting to kind of escape in some kind of way and finding meaning and solitude with um, nature around him and things. And, you know, Eddie had suffered quite a bit in his life too, so he could relate. So the similarities between him and Chris was starting to get a bit eerie for him. So at some points, it was unnerving to write the soundtrack, but at some points, it was easy. Um, and I think he did quite a great job with giving justice to Chris and his story. Again, it's a beautiful story. If you haven't seen the film or read the book, you need to, either one, by the way. So obviously, the songs for this film featured like a folk kind of sound overall, which I think at the time, if I'm recalling Pearl Jam's discography by that time, perhaps it was maybe a bit unusual because Pearl Jam, again, is known for their rocking stuff. They can do ballads and things like that. But a folk spin 
maybe was slightly different, slightly, um, but Eddie was up for the challenge and he could do it. And like I said, you know, this was this was Eddie's debut solo album, Into the Wild. It was a soundtrack for the film, but this was considered his solo album because it was all him. No one else was on the film singing or performing. It was all him. It was all him doing the instrumentation and the, you know, the, um, the vocal. There were some background vocals as well from other people, but it was mostly him doing everything. So it was his solo effort. Um, what's interesting was Eddie had actually a second solo album called Ukulele Songs, where it featured him doing all ukulele um, instrumentation for his songs. So I think in a way, Eddie got inspired by this folk sound and this stripped down version of music, and he implemented that into his actual own second album after that. Um, Ukulele Songs, by the way, is a great album if you haven't heard it before. If you love Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam and you have heard this soundtrack Into the Wild before and you love it, you're going to love this. Ukulele Songs is fantastic, by the way. But anyway, Eddie is primarily responsible for the songs in the film, while film music composer Michael Brook is acknowledged in the film's credits for composing the film's original music. Eddie said that Michael made great choices with the way he orchestrated the score. Our pieces of music meshed together pretty well for not having approached it in a way of making sure these puzzle pieces fit. They just did. So one of the songs in the film that Eddie did that has been very popular is called Society. And this was actually a collaborative effort in terms of the lyrical content that Eddie did with singer-songwriter Jerry Hannon. Um, it's a beautiful song, that song Society. It speaks a lot about Chris's internal struggle with how he deals with his views of society. You know, society, you're a crazy breed. I hope you're not lonely without me. Basically, just kind of saying that he wanted to go and live his own life and do his own thing and saying, hey, the general society, I hope you're not angry and lonely without me because I'm not coming back, essentially, is what he's saying. Um, so it was it was great. It uh, it's a, It's not an easy story to listen to because it's difficult for sure because it doesn't have a happy ending but at the same time I think I think Eddie did really really well with capturing the emotionality that Christopher must have actually felt I mean I haven't read the book in years and I haven't seen the movie in years as well but it's a story that I know very well because it's stuck with me for so long and Eddie's music for the film really helps to paint a great picture from like the start, right? The start of Chris's journey into self-discovery and self-realization about his place in the world. And then it morphs into him leaving everything behind literally and figuratively and then making his descent into the Alaskan wilderness and finding peace and resolution there and then obviously his death there. So the songs take you on a journey, too. And that's what I love about music. Music can take you on such a journey um, and transport you to all these emotions and all these places that you never thought could be possible. But that's what Eddie Vedder does best. You know, Eddie is so good. And his voice is so rich with that, like, timber to his voice. It's so strong that you can't, like, hardly mistake it for anyone else. It's him. And he speaks with such conviction in his music and with such emotion that to hear songs like Society from the film, it's, it's, it rings true, you know, which is why I think this soundtrack hits hard for me because it's very raw and emotional. And I love that. But anyway, getting into the more 
factual side of this podcast instead of just me spewing my interpretation. There were CD copies of the album and then there were LP versions, vinyl, that were released as well, which I thought was an interesting choice for back in 2007, 2008. I thought that was fascinating. Um, so vinyl versions were released on by a company called Vinyl Films, which was a record label owned by director Cameron Crowe, who was a friend of Eddie Vedder. So I thought that was quite interesting, too. In the U.S., Into the Wild, the soundtrack debuted at number 11 on the Billboard 200, selling 39,000 copies in its first week. And it also charted at number 11 on Billboard's Internet Albums and number two on the Soundtrack Albums chart. So it did very well for itself. Eddie promoted the Into the Wild soundtrack with his very first solo tour, which began in April of 2008. So... I thought that was cool. He used that and he he put that as his own, like, yeah, Into the Wild is a film soundtrack, but it's also his solo album, too. And that started um, the process for Eddie and his solo work. I thought that's really interesting, too. So, you know, he went all over the place. He went to Canada. He went all the way across the U.S. during the spring. Um, he had a great time. The The second song that did just as well in terms of popularity on the soundtrack that went along with Society is called Hard Sun. This was considered the most successful song from the soundtrack. It reached number 13 on the modern rock charts. So that's great. Um, another song on the soundtrack is called Guaranteed. And that had a music video to go with it. Hard Sun also had a music video. Um, both of those songs with their music videos uh, had awards that Eddie won for those. Eddie actually won a lot of awards. There's just so many to list. Um, I just put here, Eddie won a 2008 Golden Globe Award for the song Guaranteed from Into the Wild, and he was nominated for a Golden Globe for his contributions to the film's original score as well in 2008. He literally had, like, Golden Globe nominations everywhere across the board. It's just, he did so well with this uh, soundtrack, and I'm so proud of him because it's an amazing piece of music composition. It tells the story of a man that just wanted to find peace in his life and it didn't end that great for him but we can take a lot of things away from chris mccandless's story he called himself alexander supertramp um just to get away from his actual name um but for the sake of posterity chris mccandless and his story he's so interesting of a person to me some people can think that he was stupid for going out into the wild without preparation some people think of him as like a hero for kind of wanting to break away from society. And some people are in the middle. I kind of happen to think that Chris had a he had he had good worthwhile intentions of breaking away from the cookie cutter aspects of society and wanting to do his own thing because I relate to that a lot. But also, yeah, he was under underprepared for sure. He thought he could do it, but he wasn't expecting it to be what it was, you know. He did his best. And I think at the end of the day, if he was happy doing what he wanted to do most, then who are we to say otherwise, you know? So, uh, yeah, that in a nutshell is the story of Into the Wild and how Eddie Vedder created the amazing soundtrack for the film. I hope you guys enjoyed and that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. And I will see you guys next Wednesday for another episode of On the Mix. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. <laughs>